So when it comes to security, zero trust is becoming the principle. Arjman Samuel from the Azure IoT security team is here to tell us how it applies to the IoT realm. That's today on the IoT Show. Hi, everyone. This is the IoT Show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Olivier, your host. So today I have Archman with me. Archman, how are you? I'm good, Olivier. How are you? I'm fantastic. So you're here to talk about zero trust IoT security. But before we jump into the topic, I know you already came on the show. You're one of our um, IoT security experts or resident experts within the Azure IoT team. But tell us a bit about yourself. What are you doing these days? I know that you are actually leading a new team within Azure IoT. What is that? Yes, so uh, uh, as you know, right, IoT security is very important uh, for us and for our customers. So we are uh, we have a renewed focus on IoT security, and this is a, a team that we formed uh, uh, based on a lot of work we've already been doing, but the new work that we are doing is all focused towards IoT security. Awesome. So why is IoT security that important, actually? Why is security, we know it's top of mind for Microsoft, for software in general, for cloud. What is IoT security, per se? Yeah, so IoT security, first of all, why is it important? Uh, many of our customers are getting into a place where they want to go into digital transformation. So they want to transform their businesses into new ones, but uh, and they're using IoT as the core uh, infrastructure and the core technology there. But the challenge there is when you bring in all these IoT devices, small and big, you connect everything together, you have an increased exposure and your risk is increasing substantially. So our customers are very uh, concerned that uh, we would want to manage that risk and rightly so. Uh, so that is one of the reasons why IoT security is becoming more and more important. Interestingly, we did a, a, a survey. Uh, this is IoT signals report. It's available and I'm sure uh, uh, people can access it. Uh, we asked a question uh, from our partners and customers. And the question really was, what is your top concern when you're doing IoT, secure, uh, IoT deployments, IoT infrastructure deployments? And the top concern they came out was IoT security, that they, are, they feel that IoT risks, the security risks are pretty big, and, and they need to protect themselves from those. Uh, in the past you know, few months, as Olivia, you know, we have had a lot of, uh, you know, not necessarily us, Microsoft, but generally in the industry, there's a lot of news about IoT uh, threats and attacks mm -hmm. on infrastructure and so on. So that is also one of the concerns and people do not want to get into a world where their infrastructure is attacked. Uh, and if I may add, uh, uh, our malicious users, the people, our adversaries, people who actually attack uh, infrastructure, they're also getting very sophisticated. So all these things together have become important that we look at IoT security in a new way and we look at it so that we solve it for our customers. I see. And actually, you mentioned um, you mentioned some samples, some examples. Um, if people want to have some of them, Phil Naray came here from the uh, Defender, uh, Azure Defender for IoT team, and and told told us about some very interesting real life scenarios and uh, actually pretty pretty scary ones. But um, um, let's not go into like some of these examples because there's plenty. But um, actually, let's talk more about this notion of zero trust. So, what is zero trust, and why is it important again? 
Yeah, so uh, for a number of years now, we at Microsoft have been looking at uh, IT security and enterprise security. And the one concept we have been using there is zero trust. Uh, and this is, of course, in the IT domain and the enterprise, you know, how do you protect the enterprises? And and uh, I, I brought in a few uh, a slide here just to illustrate the point. And uh, we call these the zero trust principles. Right, and these are three, very simple, but they are they have a lot of depth within that. The first principle, of course, is verify explicitly. So whenever a user or a call is coming in for data or for any other information, you always want to verify where it is coming from, the location, the health of the device, the service where it is coming from, you authenticate that and so on. So that's important and that's the first one. The next one is you want to control the privileges that you grant to any one call, any one user. You want to only provide the minimum privileges or access that is required for that business function and no more. And that is important so that you protect other resources from any malicious activity. And the third one is you always assume that your infrastructure would be breached, uh, it will be attacked. And so in order to protect against that, you create mitigations, you create defense in depth, you monitor your infrastructure, you encrypt, end-to-end -end encryption is important, as well as at rest is important. So with these three principles, we have been successfully able to put in place a framework where you think about your enterprise, think about the workforce, and you can uh, implement a zero trust infrastructure. Now, there are multiple resources that we provide at Microsoft to enable this. One, of course, is how do you inter, uh, do zero trust for your workforce, and then for your data, for your uh, endpoints, for your uh, uh, network, and so on. So we have all these resources. There's a link here in case somebody's interested. Now, we do not stop here. Of course, this is important. This is your IT. This is your enterprise. But we have started thinking about it in terms of IoT. And what does it mean for IoT? What does zero trust mean for IoT? Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what exactly what I was about to ask. So yeah. how is it specific for IoT? What is it that IoT solutions um, builder need to, to take into account? How do they apply these three principles? Yeah. So uh, first of all, uh, everything that we have learned in the enterprise and the IoT space is all applicable to IoT, right? But IoT brings its own set of challenges in its own way it is different so let me quickly uh, olivia go over some of the differences that we know and we we see in in iot uh, and here are a few and i'll just explain just a few so that they're more clear for one iot devices are userless you know, we are so used to having uh, a user with a password and user ID and maybe a multi-factor auth, but IoT devices, these small sensors, and even these gateway class devices and control systems, they are, do not have a user associated with them. So you mm -hmm. can't protect through that route. They also many times run automated uh, uh, workloads. So these workloads are brought in from the cloud typically, and they're just deployed there and they just run. They just run to collect data. They just run to run control systems. Um, IoT devices and platforms are also very varied. You know, you have silicon from different places. You have operating systems all over the place. You have connectivity with all different networks and so on. And so there is so much variety as well as the some of the infrastructure is pretty old. Uh, we call those brownfield devices, and these old devices have their own set of challenges. For one, they were never uh, designed for security. And so putting them all together you know, is, is, is a challenge. Then IoT devices can be small. They can have, uh, uh, they don't have much capability many times. You know, they are very small MCU with some very 
you know, purpose-built operating system on it. And so there's capabilities and connectivity might be very different. Uh, then IoT devices can also have some very high value of workloads they are running. I mean, think about it as uh, business critical applications or even uh, critical infrastructure, which is using these devices. And then finally, IoT devices are not inside a data center, cannot be protected by putting a wall around it or putting a guard out there. They could be deployed out there. They could be on a, in a mall, uh, on a, on a but, you know, a pole uh, on a light pole and uh, any attacker can get close to them, can even open those devices and put probes and start looking at data. So there is yeah. a lot of things which are different in IoT. Uh, so you just mentioned a couple of interesting examples that people um, might wonder. So wh when we talk about a, uh, you know, smart pole in, in a street, you know, for, for smart lighting, when we talk about, um, you know, other are are similar simple devices. What can happen if someone breached them but besides just messing up with the lighting in the street? So what are the kind of scenarios that we need to bring up to people's attention so they realize how important it is to secure these devices? Yeah, that's a great one, Olivia. So uh, again, all the bad things we have known in the IT and the enterprise world, you know, with data breaches that we have heard, you know, all of those are still relevant but more so. So as an example, some of the uh, operational impact of breaches could bring down your assembly line, as an example. Could actually be a, your car, which is connected and is, is perhaps semi-autonomous or autonomous, could be brought down to, to very grave consequences, right? In uh, injury to humans or, or worse. Uh, you could have uh, your uh, uh, people who depend on this infrastructure for your you know, energy and for your water and so on to be used against them. So again, pretty bad. Then there is a whole world where regulations are now coming in for IoT and IoT security. Different countries and uh, regions, and rightly so, are, are uh, gearing up to uh, regulate these industries and bring them to compliance. And of course, if a breach happens, you are in, not in compliance or your regulations need to be reevaluated. So there's an, uh, that as well. And then finally, when uh, you have your business depending on IoT and IoT infrastructure and bad things happen, there's a, there is an impact on your bottom line. You're, you're, you lose profit, you perhaps even lose customers. And all of that together is an impact which goes beyond what we are used to in the IT and the enterprise space. Cool. I think, well, cool or not cool. I don't know. People are <laughs> hopefully are a bit scared here. So um, in this in this paper that uh, you wrote with your team, um, I think you are talking about core capabilities for zero trust for IoT. So what are these core capabilities? And give us some insights into what developers especially need to think about when they are working on IoT solutions. Yep, yep, that's great. Uh, so, of course, all this is, yeah, you're right. I mean, I could be scaring many people, but, you know, it is a serious affair. Uh, but what we have done is we are now trying to see what we can do in terms of solutions or in terms of concepts and capabilities, which could mitigate all these bad things. And so uh, uh, what we did was we uh, stepped back. We looked at what are the key capabilities that you need for your infrastructure, IoT infrastructure, to be zero track 
trust enabled. And just reminding people, zero trust is, you know, those three things you verify, you provide least privileges and you assume breach. So those three things are important to note here. Now, before I go any deeper, uh, this is building on top of the work that we've already done. This is called the seven properties of highly secure devices. The link is here. Now that work is very specific to devices. You know, when you are creating your IoT devices, what are the things you need to think of? And there are seven properties. Uh, it's pr from the device perspective. Of course, it requires the cloud and so on, but it's from the perspective of the device. But the capabilities that we came up goes across the infrastructure. It goes all the way to your cloud. It goes all the way to your device and everything in between. So I can go into each one of those uh, those uh, five capabilities. And I think it's important to uh, to give some examples and, and talk about how Zero Trust relates to these uh, these uh, capabilities. What, let's uh, go through them. So the first yeah. one is strong identity, right? So that, yeah. that's funny before you jump into that, because some, some years ago, um, uh, we were talking with a friend of mine, Mike Hall, about the notion of of identifying devices as a user, right? Because as you were saying earlier on, IoT devices are userless, but how do you identify them and then authorize them into a network or a solution? Um, and, and so here we're talking about a strong identity, a unique identity for that for, for each and every devices out there, almost like we have this unique identity, which is the users. Uh, so tell me more about the strong identity uh, for authenticating devices. Exactly, exactly. Now, again, the difference here will start coming through, uh, you know, the difference between protecting users and protecting devices. And you're right, for users, you create a user ID and then password and perhaps multi-factor auth and you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, for I, and for a, device- And the user has fingerprints, have yeah. things that are very particular to them, right? Exactly, exactly. And you can authenticate based on those properties of the user. But here is VR where we have a device and we need to identify that device uniquely. And also we need to do it at scale. So we're not talking about 10 devices. We perhaps are talking about millions of devices, right? So first of all, uh, all devices need to have uh, identity based in hardware. And so hardware-based root of trust, you know, these are technologies such as the TPM, uh, mm -hmm. uh, which essentially allows you to protect identity, protect keys really, and protect identities on the device with some level of guarantees that you will nobody can actually get to those keys. So, so hardware-based root of trust is your friend here, which allows you to allocate identities unique to each device. Now, how do you scale? You scale with cer certificates. So cert-based management of these identities allow you to scale. And so uh, that's another way of uh, saying that you need to have an infrastructure which allows you to do cert-based management and in the cloud as well as on the device. And then of course, once bad things happen or periodically, you need to go in and uh, rotate those certs, uh, rotate identities. Uh, in case one identity or one cert is, is uh, a compromise, you should be able to revoke it. So all those things allow you to have a strong identity which you can trust on the device. Yeah. And once again, that's funny because that's pretty similar to humans at the end of the day. Yes, a different scale, but I was saying, you know, fingerprint uh, would be that hardware root of trust, which is like something you cannot duplicate uh, this property to that device. So the second one of these capabilities would, would, um, it was least privileged access, right? Right, exactly. So least privilege access, as I talked about it as a principle, uh, tells you that you should only allow 
the right level of access and no more. Uh, and then, of course, which essentially means that you need to also think about what is the access control mechanisms you can put, put in place for your infrastructure, where devices are perhaps talking to each other. You know, a, a downstream device talks to a gateway and then the gateway talks to the cloud. So what are the access control mechanisms you need to put in place? You in, assume that one day you might have your device, your gateway perhaps breached. So what are the mechanisms you put in place to protect against that? One way is to encrypt everything and keep those encryption keys separate from the infrastructure for identity so that in case your identity is compromised, you have a place where you can get back to data and nobody else can get to that data. So these are some of the things which allow you to, uh, to establish this least privilege access capability. Okay. Um, the next in the list was um, the device health. Um, you need to keep a device healthy. So why is that? Yeah. So uh, as we know, right, devices, when they're born, meaning they're manufactured, uh, they could be manufactured, let's say, five years or three years back. They've been sitting on a shelf, and now they end up in a factory where I'm deploying it. And if I do not update or if I do not have a mechanism of updating the firmware, I'm going in as a three-year-old or a five-year-old firmware, just as an example, right? So mm -hmm. what you need to do is you need to build into the device a capability that it can be updated and it can always be refreshed based on attestation. Now, uh, this is a function of the device, but it is also a function of the uh, cloud, where in the cloud, you need to monitor your fleet. Again, we're talking millions of devices here. You want to monitor your fleet and you want to make sure that you have the capability to go in and refresh the software on a device if or, or a set of devices if and when you want to, because a breach can happen and you might have to actually go in and update all of it. Then you want to test regularly. You want to make sure that at all times you have a capability in the cloud for the device where you can go in and measure and say, yes, this is the firmware and the OS and the application, whatever is running on the device, which is current. I know it, I trust it, and I'm good to go. So, so those are the capabilities which allow you to have a healthy device. Without a healthy device, your IoT infrastructure does not work. Okay. So healthy, always updated. Uh, these are our key capabilities that you want to have in your system. Um, you also mentioned security monitoring. Um, so tell me more about how important it is and how you can monitor, you know, what's going on in your infrastructure, in your IoT infrastructure. Right. Uh, so again, uh, this goes back to our, you know, Zoom breach uh, uh, conversation. Uh, you always assume that you will always get bad actors trying to uh, compromise your infrastructure and mm -hmm. uh, which means you always need to be constantly monitoring you need to be monitoring not just the device but also the cloud infrastructure the gateways you need to monitor everything in between for a few things for for any uh, bad actor trying to get into the device, trying to log into the device, trying to launch any processes that might be not required or not allowed on the device. And so that uh, monitoring has to be done at scale. Now, one of the things uh, we have constantly been uh, talking about in IoT is the scale. Many of these things become more complex when we start talking about scale. So you need to have in order to deal with scale in monitoring, you need to have some level of AI and ML, which can detect if bad things are happening and appropriately take care of it. So that is where security monitoring and response comes in. Okay, awesome. So these are good, good principles, I would say, right? So with the set of capabilities you want to implement, you want to have or keep in mind when you're developing your IT solution. 
Let's try and can you help me make it a bit more concrete and, and actionable for developers, for builders out there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So again, uh, now that we know what bad things can happen, now that we know what capabilities you need so that you can protect against those bad things, let's now get into what do you need to do as a developer, as a solution provider who's trying to put these solutions together, here are three things that we came up with. And again, uh, much more detail here, but uh, I'll try to populate that. So the first thing is evaluation. And the evaluation uh, of your IoT infrastructure as you are putting it together, as you're writing that app, as you're writing that runtime, is a constant thing you have to do. And, and we have some methodologies, I'll go into those details. Uh, you apply your uh, zero trust, not just to the new infrastructure, but also to the old one. You have an infrastructure to which you are connecting these devices. What about that? Because if that is a weak infrastructure which has not been secured, you have a backdoor which can be utilized by malicious users. And finally, you select the right devices, the right services, so that you have a capability which is built on devices and services which are securable. Without that, nothing is good. Now, I, I talked about evaluation. So the first thing we would do is what are the methodologies for for deploy for uh, evaluating your deployments there are many out there uh, uh, many of them you know either look at the device some look at your your infrastructure some look at services then you do pen testing and so on all that is good and i would recommend as much as we can invest we should invest in those we came up with a thing called the security maturity model and this was a collaboration with industrial internet consortium and a bunch of other partners across the industry we came up with this model so what this model does is it allows you to first of all define a target and this is based on levels level one two three four so you define a target let's say for authentication your target and this is all based on iot security right so for okay. that device that you are bringing in your target is it should be uh, based on a fips uh, certified uh, tpm and and because uh, this level of crypto and based on that, you evaluate your infrastructure, you evaluate all your devices. And then finally, you arrive at, okay, my, uh, based on my evaluation, I'm short of the target. And then you know exactly what to invest in. And so it all depends on what targets you set up and then what is your evaluation. And this model, the security maturity model, allows you to formally analyze and then reason through what are the different investments you have to make for that uh, infrastructure to be secure the way you want to be. Let's make it even more concrete. Because here yeah. you're basically giving like the the the, the rule of thumb, like go do that, that, and that to our developers. Um, how can they not have to redo everything themselves? What are the services that we provide to make it easier for for builders uh, to to build secure solutions? Yep. So uh, thank you, Olivier. So uh, I like to divide this into these three parts, you know, the mm -hmm. cloud, the edge and the devices. And we have a lot of different products and the ones that I show here are, is not a full list, but these are the important ones. These are what is the core backbone of your infrastructure, IoT infrastructure. And I'm going to talk very briefly about each. And uh, of course, mm -hmm. you can look, uh, our, our audience can certainly go in and look at more details. So the first thing for the cloud, the core infrastructure you need is IoT Hub and Device Provisioning Service. Uh, 
So that gives you a very secure, a highly scalable uh, for uh, infrastructure for communication as well as provisioning uh, together these two services. We recently announced our Azure device update, uh, which allows you to do over the air update of IoT devices, both small and big. And this allows you to keep your device constantly current. Uh, we have the Azure Defender for IoT, which essentially is a way to monitor your device. And the good thing here is uh, Azure Defender for IoT can also monitor your aging infrastructure, your brownfield infrastructure. Imagine mm -hmm. you have 20 year old devices, which are which were never designed for security, but they're using the network. You deploy this Defender uh, agent, the appliance on the network. It will do a network analysis and tell you what all is on the network and what bad things are happening on the network. So Defender for IoT is both on-prem as well as in the cloud. It can monitor all your data, all of your configuration of IoT Hub and DPS and so on, and it can give you what are the different loopholes or what are the different uh, insecure things that are happening in your infrastructure. And then Azure Sentinel brings it all together. So this is where the security administrator would actually see all the different analytics and, and, and it's a, actually a visual, it's a beautiful visual environment where you can actually see what are the infrastructure look like, what does the infrastructure look like, and what are the bad things happening in there. And then you can actually run some playbooks and you can you can uh, uh, mitigate some of the threats. So that's just well, on the cl cloud side. And what I like with Sentinel is that it's that one pane of glass for IT that includes OT, the IoT world, with IT in general, right? So this is something that you don't have to have separate tools or separate environments environments there's one place one pane of glass for your security end to end exactly exactly so this brings it all together from the cloud side right uh, then you go on to the edge, uh, and of course we have a bunch of different technologies for the edge. Azure IoT Edge, I right from the beginning, I I, I was very deeply involved with this uh, technology, and uh, we have invested quite a lot in security for IoT Edge. So when you are deploying a gateway class device with IoT Edge and workloads on it, you have a lot of uh, levers in security in terms of security to to uh, deal with here, and and it brings you to a very good state. We have. IoT device SDKs, which essentially allows you to build your own applications, uh, which you put on devices. And again, it's built with IoT Hub, DPS, and device update, and so on, all of those integrated together. Uh, we have Azure RTOS, which is a real-time operating system. Again, it's built for scale. It's built for performance on the device as well. And then we have Azure IoT Enterprise with all its Windows ecosystem that, that you can think of, you know, security and manageability and, and so on, which brings it all together in one box. Uh, so that uh, provides a lot of uh, technologies that can be leveraged on the edge for security. Uh, and then we have a bunch of technologies we have uh, uh, for the uh, actual devices. Now, mm -hmm. Azure Sphere uh, is our uh, silicon uh, plus the whole ecosystem, services and device together, where uh, the ecosystem is totally integrated. You have an IoT as well as a security solution built in all the way from silicon ground up. And we do all the attestation, we, we do all the cert management and all of it in one place. So that's a great way of creating a secure IoT infrastructure. We also have another model which uses Azure Sphere, but it's a guardian model or guardian framework where essentially you have an old aging infrastructure, you have brownfield infrastructure, and you want to connect it to the cloud. You want You would simply put the guardian as the place as a node which goes out because then the guardian provides all the isolation for your aging infrastructure and the internet and, and Azure uh, Sphere is uh, plays that role. 
Then we have Azure Precept, which is a, a, a solution for AI on IoT Edge or Edge devices, which is again built with a bunch of security technology on top of it. And then uh, finally, uh, we have the Edge Secure Core certification. Now, any device which goes through this certification, we make sure that it has the right device identity, it has secure boot, hard, the operating system is hardened and so on. Because then once our, our customers start using a secure core certified device, they are assured with all of these capabilities. And again, as I said, this is not a full list, this is a partial list, but these are the key components that require our developers require to put together as a solution, an IoT solution with zero trust built into it. Awesome, you can take your breath now, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. Thanks a lot, Arjman, because yeah. um, we, we did have IoT Show episode on every single of these little pieces and, and seeing them all together contributing to that notion of zero trust for IoT uh, really, really makes sense and, and actually helps, I'm sure, developers, um, solution builders understand better what they have to do. Right. So um, if you want to learn more about all of that, Arjman, I think you put together a nice blog post that sends all the links and so on. So we have a link for you here, um, which is going to be aka.ms slash IoT show slash zero trust security. Uh, and Arjman, you're very welcome to come back to the IoT show, maybe drill down on some of these aspects yeah, yeah. of a secure IoT infrastructure, right? Of course, of course. I think we should do more of this. Uh, there's a ton of work that we are doing already, and I'd love to talk about it in the future. Well, you know where to find us. So, of course. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching, Arjman. Thanks again. And uh, welcome. I come back to the IoT show for uh, more uh, security topics and more IoT discussions. Yeah. Bye. Thank you, Olivia.